just 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Yakutat reported one new coronavirus case on Monday, bringing its total case count for the entire pandemic to 60. According to the Department of Public Safety, the Yakutat resident who tested positive is vaccinated and was experiencing symptoms at the time of testing. The individual had recently traveled outside of the community. It's the first positive case reported in Yakutat in 2022. Almost one year after reinstating Sitka's Climate Action Task Force, the Sitka Assembly approved the group's list of priorities for 2022. When the Assembly met last week, it approved the task force's list of five priorities to tackle Sitka's carbon footprint. Katie Riley is the vice chair of the task force. I know that this is a uh, quite quite a list, and um, our task force is very keen to be working on all these items. Um, I don't anticipate that we'll be able to finish everything on this list, but it is it is meant to um, provide us with the direction that says, uh, you know, the assembly wants us to be working on these things. Over the last year, the task force has been meeting regularly, and it's examining how the city used its climate action plan 10 years ago to reduce its greenhouse emissions. This is the first list of action items, or next steps, that the task force has presented to the assembly. Its areas of focus include things like sustainable tourism, electric vehicles, and an inventory of Sitka's greenhouse gas emissions. Some of the priorities overlap strongly with assembly priorities for updating city infrastructure, like reviewing the city's long-term solid waste plan. City Administrator John Leach said they hoped that the document would help them secure federal funding for some of the projects. Oh, the benefit of this is with, with infrastructure funding becoming a reality and knowing what the current administration is going to be looking for as you compete for that infrastructure funding, adopting a priorities list or a plan with a group backing it and the assembly acceptance of this plan is one more uh, uh, tool in our tool belt to say to the folks handing out the infrastructure money, hey, we're committed, we got a plan, we have a roadmap. The Assembly approved the Climate Task Force's 2022 priorities list unanimously. The task force typically meets on the first Monday of every month at 6.30 p.m. Alaska lawmakers would receive significantly higher salaries, but reduced overall compensation under a plan that could go into effect soon. As KTOO's Andrew Kitchenman reports, that's raising concern with at least some lawmakers from both major parties. Legislators could see their salaries increase from just over $50,000 now to $64,000. That's under a preliminary plan adopted on Tuesday by a commission that can recommend changes to lawmaker pay. Commission Chair Johnny Ellis, a former state senator, voted for the plan. He pushed back against a lower salary amount. He says Alaska legislators outside of Juneau face a unique challenge in maintaining two places to live. It's a hotel room or it's an apartment or it's a room in a private home in downtown Juneau. That's what we're talking about. You have to maintain your, your place of residence in your district and you have a place to live and an expensive Juno accommodation. That's the reality of two households. The plan would also cut the amount legislators receive to cover their expenses during legislative sessions, known as per diems. The amount paid per day would drop from nearly $300 to a maximum of $100. And legislators would now only be reimbursed for documented expenses. 
Commission member Lee Cruz voted against the plan. He wanted a lower salary amount and an annual per diem limit to reduce what legislators receive for expenses. He points out that Alaska legislative salaries are already above the national average. Why do they need so much more? That, you, no, no one has explained this to me. No one has truly justified this to me. I, I just want a true justification for why they need more, because I don't believe it's there. I, I, $50,000 is a lot of money. Alaska legislators would move from having the 12th highest salaries to the 9th highest, but the overall amount they are paid would likely go down compared to what they've received over the past 12 years. That's because combined salaries and per diems have averaged nearly $80,000 over that period. Legislators from both parties expressed concern about the potential change to per diems. Juno Democratic Representative Sarah Hannon doesn't receive per diems since the commission eliminated them for Juno's local legislators before she was elected. But she's concerned that the proposed maximum won't cover hotel bills that can be well over $200 per day during the cruise ship season. So $100 per day, if it were top season in the summer, that, that doesn't get you a room anywhere let alone any meals. And we do need to cover the cost of people having to live away from their workstations. Wasilla Republican Representative David Eastman opposes the changes. He says it would reward lawmakers who miss session days since the salaries would be higher while they would receive less for each day in Juneau. And it would make it harder for legislators with families with children like him to cover their costs. Before COVID, my family uh, would always come with me to Juno. I have, uh, you know, four small kids, and it was important for us to, as a family, spend that time together. But with this new um, per diem policy, that basically prevents uh, families like mine from from coming with me to Juno. The commission is scheduled to decide whether to adopt the plan as a set of final recommendations on January 18th. Eastman says he doesn't expect there will be enough votes in the legislature to block the changes if the commission adopts them. In Juneau, I'm Andrew Kitchenman. One of the forgotten dangers of living in Alaska is a roof full of snow. Though it may make a cozy cabin photo, the chance of roof collapse or being caught in an avalanche of roof snow is real. It's also something we can prepare for. KHNS's Mike Swayze reports. Haynes is reporting nearly four feet of snow at multiple locations, and with high winds expected throughout the week, drifting snow can cause greater depths. Eric Stevens from the Haynes Avalanche Center says addressing your snowy roof while it's cold can prevent problems later on when it warms up. I definitely recommend people be cautious, but it's also a good idea to get that snow off your roof if it's it's piling up and it's not shedding naturally. I'd hate for the next storm to come in real heavy and wet. It could double the load pretty easily. Stevens says the Haynes Avalanche Center measured the ground snow load over the weekend and found the snow weighs 57 pounds per square foot. So I've heard of yurts collapsing pretty frequently here in Haynes. Um, I've seen garages and boat sheds collapse pretty frequently. Um, I don't think I've heard so much about residential homes collapsing, Um, but every now and then there's a flat roofed business that might collapse. 
So it does happen. In Skagway, fire department officials warn that heat from inside the house can cause the snow closest to the roof to melt, which can later freeze. That can be a problem for firefighters when there's a chimney fire. Firefighter engineer Zach Overmeyer says they don't wear cleats on their boots to get a good grip on icy roofs because that's dangerous when climbing ladders. We don't have a ladder truck or a platform vehicle uh, that we can put a ladder up to have a surface for us to be on. We actually have to put a portable ladder up against the house and then another ladder that, um, that hangs on the peak of the roof uh, to give us a stable platform to work off of. And if there's a bunch of snow up there, we're not able to get that ladder. So we'd have to spend the extra time to shovel those roofs off. Overmeyer says the time spent shoveling snow instead of fighting the fire can lead to more damage. And heavy snow loads can cause collapses. If the house itself does get involved in fire, uh, having that extra load on the roof and extra weight will make those uh, trusses and uh, ceilings and stuff fail a lot quicker, which can potentially harm us as firefighters uh, getting us trapped inside. Fire department records show that typically two to three chimneys catch fire each year in Skagway. Another potential danger from excessive snow on roofs is a roof snow avalanche. Last January, a Haines man was buried while collecting firewood out by Mosquito Lake. As Chilcat Valley News reported, a former heliski guide was grabbing a couple of logs for his wood stove at night when the roof snow gave way and buried him. He managed to access his cell phone while pinned by the snow, and he alerted neighbors who helped rescue him after about 45 minutes. He was lucky. Stevens says shoveling a roof can cause a slide. Slides can also happen anytime the roof has a steep pitch. You know, metal roofs are particularly slick underneath, and they tend to slide when it warms up. When it's cold, they're not likely to slide, but they could. The other thing that increases the danger significantly of a roof avalanche would be the steepness of the roof. If your roof is around 30 degrees or steeper, uh, I do not recommend getting on, on top of it or under it at all because it could shed really at any time. Stephen says snow drifts piling up on one section of the roof can also create problems. He suggests having a structural engineer inspect your roof if you're unsure if it can handle the winter's snow load. In addition to the nearly four feet of snow in Haines, Dye is reporting two feet, the William Moore Bridge on the Klondike Highway is reporting three feet, and in town, Skagway is reporting 16 inches. Skagway officials suggest hiring a local contractor to help with snow removal if necessary. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Today, partly cloudy, highs 16 to 22. Northeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Gusts up to 40 miles per hour in the morning. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. 